uh, I think at some point we'll have to put in some some guardrails, uh, some ways to kind of ensure when this can happen, when it can't happen, so that players, uh, staffs, all that are a little bit more on the same page. Um, right now, it's uh, it's so open ended uh, that it's I think difficult. I think it's difficult for players, difficult for coaches, difficult to build rosters. You try to project to the future. Um, and, and then I think kind of the ill effects of that when you start looking down at the at the high school athlete and how many of these scholarships are actually going to players um, in high school is is concerning. And so I think you know, so much has changed, and there's a lot of really good people, smart people in college football that care about this sport. And I think you know a lot of those people need to get together as we have a chance to assess all that's happened. And I think we can put together some a plan that gives everybody the flexibility that they want, but also maintains. Uh, kind of the the integrity of building a roster and and uh, being you know being able to use all the different channels to do that in a positive way. Well, I lost the bet with myself. I just knew you were going to play the open that I love the. Uh... The liar, the pathological liar. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I got two more opens to play this hour. I, uh, I can definitely do that. That's true. Don't worry. Oh, man. I'll play that at uh, 4 o'clock. That seems to be a fan favorite. I'll tell you, I as soon as I saw all of this news happening, I thought to myself, Tyler McComas is taking a victory lap right now. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanted to play – Hard evidence that this guy is the biggest snake in college football these days. You know, I, I come off a little biased when it comes to this guy. Right. But I wanted to play a direct quote that goes clearly against his actions right now mm. with uh, pit wide receiver Jordan Addison. Yeah. So, yep, yep, yep. And I don't know if you heard me tell Parker this or not, but I did attempt to get Pat Narduzzi on the show today. Pitt <laughs> respectfully declined <laughs> that opportunity, but uh, appreciated the opportunity to do so. So I so. have I've heard conflicting reports, I guess. Did I heard Pat Narduzzi called a couple of times, but did he did they ever speak? Was there a conversation? I haven't that took seen. Place? I, I saw uh, the same thing that you did, called multiple times, but right. I don't see anything about old uh, Wimp Muleshoe actually picking up the phone. Uh, he probably thought it was someone uh, worried about his uh, car warranty. Yeah, well, to be fair, if I see Pittsburgh <laughs> pop up on my phone, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not worried about my car's <laughs> extended warranty. No, thank you. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Which is, you know, a conversation for another day, but it, people have to be answering that and buying car warranties from them they have to be or else it wouldn't continue but yeah um wild stuff man well here's the thing man i i knew and it's not like i'm the only one here but i knew we would get to this right i knew we'd, we'd we'd get to a place and I didn't know how quickly, and it's happened really fast. Basically, the first offseason since all of this has been implemented, uh, we're, we're here. We've got full-blown college football free agency, right? And the NCAA, there is zero chance, zero chance that they are able to do anything about it as far as tampering, 
Oh. You're just going to have to live with Tampering it. could be proven today, Teddy. We could see hard evidence and nothing's going to happen no. to USC. There's, no, they're not. It's, now, in the not. court of public opinion, I mean, that that's definitely going to happen. I think that already has with, with Lincoln. But, yeah, I, it's like I asked you Thursday. Will there ever be another school that gets the death penalty or any serious you know, NCAA violations handed down? I, I, don't, I don't know if that's going to happen again right. at the rate that we're going. Now, what's going to happen is there's going to be a, a – a kid that transferred from Tennessee Chattanooga to like Tulane, and they're going to get hit with tampering, right? They're not going to hit USC oh, no. with tampering, nothing like that. The death but, penalty to Tulane. They got right. the Chattanooga kid. Yep, Chattanooga kid. He got a $2,500 uh, a month NIL deal. And he had to go drink a bunch of hand grenades on Bourbon Street to even get those. And that's what an it was. And deal. that's what happened. It was a hand grenade place. And uh, that was against the NCAA's rules on who you can have an NIL um, deal with. No, it, it's it is it has already become what we thought it would, what we hoped it wouldn't, and really, ultimately, it is. It's the, it's the beginning of the end of college football as we know it. Now, I'm not trying I'm not going to sit here and tell you that um that college football is going to cease to exist. It's not. It's college football is going to be alive and well, but the college football that we know and the reason people for a long time a lot of people have preferred college football over professional football is Totally. Because there's a tie. Like, you have a tie yep. to your school. And we know that there's always been different things going on, but it's the fact that the students at our school can put together a football team that can go out and beat anyone in the country, right? And we know that there's recruiting is involved and there's, there's all kinds of things to that. But what's going to happen now is you're going to have – it, and the the thought has always been, and whether this is true or not, it doesn't really even have to be true. But the appearance of it has to be true, and this is why people, um, you know, flock to these players is they chose our school because of our tradition, because of you know the fans and the atmosphere that we create and. Like that's the we- reason we can put together a really good football team. Like we are a part of that. Well, now you can ditch all of that. Feels like a mercenary now. You are. It's it's going to be who can pay the most in NIL. Has they don't care anything about your school. Has nothing to do with the tradition. Has nothing to do with the pageantry surrounding it. Has everything to do with where can I get the most money and that. I think in a lot of people's minds ruins the whole the whole appeal of college football. It's a new era, man. When they talk about college football 100 years from now, I don't know when the exact starting point is, 2020, 2021, or, or maybe this upcoming football season, but the time that we're in right now will be a separate era of college football than we just came out of. Yeah, that's totally right. Yeah, This is a new era of it, and I'm fascinated to see what it looks like. And I really hope, man, I really hope that the way that we're going does not significantly hurt the popularity of this sport. I think it's always going to be popular just because you have so many built-in fans with alumni across the right. country. But 
Man, I, I just I hope it doesn't take the hit, man. Yeah, I I think that I think there's a good chance that this the way things have unfolded. I don't I don't believe it's sustainable at all. I and I could be wrong. I will admit that this may be a totally naive um, thought by me, but. I cannot believe that people are going to continue to throw a ton of money, like millions of dollars, for no return. I, I agree with that. Let me ask you this, though. Is there a chance, a chance at all, that this whole era, or, or at least the beginning stages of it, kind of hinges on the three most active schools in this? Yes. If USC, Texas, and Texas A&M start winning at a bigger level... I think that we're going to see this on a larger level. But if they go down in flames, if Mule Shoe's out of USC in three years and it goes to crap, A&M crumbles down, Texas continues their decade of suck, then maybe that maybe we are – This it all depends on these three schools and what happens to them. Well, yes. Here's, the, here's, here's part of that, though. Uh, even if they have success, there's not everywhere in the country – Actually, there's only a very small area in the country that I would suggest where people will will willingly throw money into a fire pit just to prove something. Like Texas is the perfect spot for that. Um, Southern California is the perfect spot for that. And Miami is the perfect spot for that. There's not a whole lot of other places. And yeah, people will do it like on a on a small scale. But you're not going to find a whole lot of places across the country where people are going to throw together 30 million dollars a year for a recruiting a, for a recruiting class that literally gets them zero in return. Like you don't get anything back on that. You know, there's there's nothing coming Apparently back. Apparently, throw Nebraska in that group yeah, throw, as well. Yeah, maybe throw Nebraska. With how aggressive they're going to be. They're, Oregon. You know, there's some places out there where there's a couple of people with some incredibly deep pockets. Yeah, yeah throw Oregon in there. Throw USC in there, too. This but, is what we get for everyone saying, well, we got to re-engage the West Coast. We got to do it. Yeah, look what the West Coast is helping fuel college football to look like right now, huh? I told you we didn't need the Pac-12. Yeah, so I could be totally wrong that people aren't going to want to throw that much money. I mean, you're you're going to because it al- already requires quite a bit of money from your donor base to continue to uh, upgrade facilities and and keep pace with the Joneses, and now you're going to have to go and and find five, ten. 15, 20 million dollars more a year just to get players? Like, for what? What are we talking about? Yeah, I, I hope it's not sustainable. This does feel like one of those 20 years from now we're having the conversation. God, the worst thing we ever said. Class, Remember yeah. 20 years ago when we said this wasn't a sustainable model? Well, Boy, we look like morons so, now. Like, one thing I have to say is like the sustainable model, uh, I don't think it's sustainable. Could be proven wrong on that. The other thing is 
This is such a shocking change from what college football was 18 months ago. I feel like there's going to be this, you know, this earthquake of 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 time here that it just feels like this is the the dumbest thing ever. I hate what this sport has become. I refuse to watch it. I I can't believe that we're doing this. And then I, over a small amount of time, we're used to it, and it's just it's just part of college football now, and we move on. Yeah. Yeah. Text line says there was never a return on investment when it was only done on the black market, but people kept spending money for decades to buy players. It's all about being able to brag to your buddies or yeah. uh, knowing – or, or knowing uh, a player is on the team solely because of you. No, I totally understand that. But what I'm saying is, like, on the black market, you can get a kid in for 20 grand, right? Or uh, I don't, not anymore. You used to be able to get someone for 20 grand. I think you got to pay a little bit more nowadays for, for someone. Well, I'm, I'm saying, like, there was a time whenever a lot less than that would, would be, but... You know, when we're talking about cash in McDonald's bags or whatever it is, uh, yeah, that I understand. I'm talking about are people going to throw away $30 million for a recruiting class? That's a far cry from paying uh, 20, 30, 50 grand for a couple of five star kids, right? Yes. I mean, we're talking like Econ- move the decimal point several spots over. Economically, I would agree that it's not sustainable to pay $30 yeah. million dollars for recruiting yeah. classes, but who knows, man, with, with some of these schools out there and how much cash they bring in. I, I don't, it's, I don't it's think not it even is. I don't s- think it's It's not even in, in the same like solar system of what we're talking about now, of, of the old black market. It ain't close. Well, the good news here. There is good news here, folks. The good news here is that it's always been easy to root against A&M, to root against Texas, and to root against USC. But I think now more than ever, you have cause to root against A&M, to root for Texas, and root for USC. So you won't be stuck with the dilemma in week two of saying, well, I hate Texas, but is it good for the conference? If they beat Alabama, it might be good for the conference. To hell with the conference. You're leaving the conference anyway. Root against Texas now. Root for all this crap to totally blow up right in their face. It's I, just another reason to root hard against these punks. I still say the same thing, and this may not be popular, right? But it's the same thing I said last year. I'm going to say it going into this year, and I'll say it for as long as Nick Saban is at Alabama. Root for Alabama. It's already cooked in (laughs) that they are the best program in the country. You don't want someone to overtake that, and now you're splitting the best with two, three, four different other schools. Yeah, don't right. root for Georgia to get hot or to stay hot. Right. Uh, don't root for Miami to come. That's an interesting, like, who OU really needs to root against. I think you got to root against Georgia. I think you uh, root against all against all the Florida schools because you're trying to get in that mm-hmm. area. Yeah, man, if you're not going to win a title, just let Bama win it. You want, let Bama win it. You want the same teams there every year. Yep. You want Bama, Ohio State, Clemson there every single year. And then all you, you don't want to compete like they're – Cook them in. That's who you're 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 going against, and you want to be a level above all the other people. You don't want 
You don't want Georgia because because Alabama is still going to be there. As Only long as a certain number there, of teams that can be in tier one. At that's a time. right. That is exactly right. You don't want anyone else climbing into that tier. So I don't know, man. It's wild times. Uh, I still say that I totally hate it. I still say that is it is one hundred percent the NCAA's fault. Uh, you look back to um, giving Ohio State a what a postseason ban because a kid gave away a, a jer- signed jersey for a free tattoo, right? That's a that's a postseason ban for Ohio State. Okay, we couldn't give an inch on any of that stuff, and look where it got you. Last one before we hit a break. You guys are naive if you think it's not sustainable and going to be the new normal. You are right. We are very naive. Yeah, I agree I, with that. I made that statement. Extremely naive. I, I I'm sorry. I, I feel like you're correct, but I don't know. I refuse to believe that people will throw $30 million into a fire pit and just watch it burn. But, hey, like I said, there's only a couple, a handful of places that will do that. Uh, Southern California, which whenever you live in Southern California, that's exactly what you're saying. Uh, you like to throw money into a pit and watch it burn. Um, <laughs> Texas, which is the... Everything's bigger in Texas to prove to your neighbor, right? Except the draft picks. Except the draft They're picks. They're not very big. And and Miami, just because there's so much money there, there's nothing else to do with it except for spend it on uh, cocaine. cocaine. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page yeah. on the first thing, cocaine. Cocaine, mm-hmm. boats, and exotic cars. Yeah, it's it's probably and a pretty women. awesome place if you got a lot of money. Like <laughs> college it's actually, football, you it's know? what we're all striving for, frankly. No. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. It is a Monday on the Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman inside the Brano Haver Studios. Be hashtag weather aware out there. Storms are already popping up across the uh, state. Uh, D Payne's already on the TV. Up really? Here, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do we need to throw it to television coverage? And I think so. Call Take it an a day? early afternoon. I think that we. Uh, <laughs> nah, we got more Lincoln bashing to do. We still got to figure out who the uh, top three scumbags in college football are. Well, two and three. We know who number one is. That's Muleshoe. We got to figure out who the uh, second and third biggest scumbags in the sport are. Well, let me we ask you a question. Today. What's your biggest beef? With what Lincoln Riley is doing or has done. The tampering. It's just the snaky nature of how he goes about everything and then says, We didn't get players from Oklahoma. We took it from the transfer portal. He just goes about things in just the snaky. Oh, I just, he's he's a loser, dude. He's he's very politician ish, right? He. It's all like everything that he says, not everything. But you can say everything. I'm I'll I'll allow it. Well, a lot of what he says is like 60% true, 40% lie. <laughs> right. And he promises you a lot and never delivers. You remember also that like a politician. I'm trying to remember what week it is. You'll remember last year where at his press conference, he gave an injury update, and I told you right then, I said, 
He said someone wasn't playing. Was it Andrew Rame? Is who it was? Maybe it was. It feels like it, it was, was Rame. There's two guys. He said one guy is um, probably not going to be able to play, and the other guy is is looking good. And and I was like. It's going to be the exact opposite. And it was. The guy he says that's not going to play will play, and the guy that he says will will not. And that's exactly what happened. Oh, so he's a pathological liar. That's what you're saying. Well, it, it, there's there, you don't even need to say that. Just say, you know, we'll, have, we'll know later in the week or something like that. But it, what is the – why do that? Because that, that was he's an just, outright he, lie. Uh, he, he's paranoid. Um, just like – oh, Teddy, why did he – Blur out the windows at Headington Hall so pe- so students, regular students, couldn't see his practice. Why did he get so upset when the student reporters were up on the parking garage catching a glimpse of practice to see how many court? I mean, just paranoid about everything. Yeah, well, that stuff's actually legit, you know. Uh, Blurring out the windows, that's, yeah, that's bad. Well, it is, but, yeah, I mean, you know that that is very important data and... All you got to do is record it on a cell phone and sell it. And I'm not saying that they would. And that is does seem to be a bit of a stretch. But come on. Yeah. We just talked, uh, what was it, Friday, about the play-by-play guy selling information to Wake Forest opponents. John from Brown O'Haver says, I'm not worried about all the money A&M is spending. The Dallas Cowboys have been doing that for years. <laughs> mediocre is still mediocre. Fair point. It's been a while since the New York Yankees have won a World Series. I think, what, 2008, 2009? They still yeah. spend cash every year. Here's the difference, though. The difference is in, in professional sports, it's built in – Somewhat to where everyone can, you know, I guess baseball's a little bit different. But like in the NFL, ultimately everyone spends almost the same amount of money. And the draft is set up to where, you know, it is... You can be relevant again. The Cincinnati Bengals are a perfect example of how quickly you can get back if you do things the right way, if you hit it out of the park in the league. Yeah, like Jackson. Well, no, let's not go with Jacksonville. (laughs) Just joking on that one. But that's kind of the point is it is set up to where, yeah, you've got to pay to play, but at least you have the opportunity on the front end to be able to evaluate and draft talent to continue to get it in the door that way. And college football is like, like, imagine if the NFL didn't have a didn't have a, a salary cap and it didn't have a draft to where if you know uh, Trevor Lawrence is coming out and he's an absolute can't miss guy, it's just a all out bidding war to see whoever wants him. And the teams that have the most money and are willing to shell it out, can sit there and buy all of the best players that they want. It wouldn't be a very good – it wouldn't be a, a system to where you would have 32 pretty close football teams. Thank you, text line. Yeah, he said Andrew Rame was going to play after getting rolled up on by Caleb Williams, and I think it was DTY that he said would be out, even though we knew he was practicing because Grinch said so. Yeah, right. he did. That's a, right. Because Grinch came in later that day. That's right. It was like, no, nah, he's going to play. And then we were saying, ooh, what's, what's Lincoln going to say to Grinch? Is he going to be all mad at him? They actually said he was going to play. I think I told Tubi uh, – Tubi. Toby, 
Tuesday on like the uh, the huddle show, like, yeah, I, I mean, he's, I think he's going to play. And so he's like, really? Coach said that? You know, I was like, well, yeah, he usually doesn't give that information, so I think it's odd that he did, and if he's given it, it probably means that it's going to be the opposite. Let's get through some text. Nope, he's a scumbag. I will not be the head coach at LSU. Hours later, bolts for That's USC. It. It's another. It's another 60% true, 40% lie. <laughs> is it too late to fix NIL? It is too late to fix the NIL, so fix the transfer portal. If you transfer, you must sit out one year, no expectations. That's oh, fine, but we're not going back to that. Well, here's the thing. The NCAA is out. The NCAA is gone. Okay? Gone. It's going to be up to... Because the transfer thing is the conferences. Remember... How who I'm trying to remember who the first conference was to say that if you transfer even within the conference, you can be eligible. Was it the SEC or was the SEC last? They were either first or they were last on that deal. See, I can't remember, but I know that as soon as the SEC, maybe it was the ACC was first, and then as soon as the SEC did it, everyone right. ha- you had to. So somebody or everyone is going to have to come together and say, listen, I, we need to rein this thing in. We're going to have to make a conference rule about transferring if if we want to rein this thing in at all. And maybe they'll do that, maybe they won't. But, you know, the problem is they're going to sit there and have that conversation and the USC's of the world are going to say, well, hell no, we ain't changing the rule. And the Texas A&Ms are going to say the same thing. And then you're going to have a lot of the other folks who, you know, all of their talent is going is going to be outgoing. If you hit it out of the park, you get a great three-star recruit and you're at Pitt or you're at Ole Miss or you're at Oklahoma State and this kid turns into a superstar his first year or two, that talent is outgoing. You know, unless you you find a way to just, you know, go to all your donors and pull together some huge NIL deal, and, and there's still no no guarantee that he's not going to be outgoing. Riley so. is the epitome of narcissistic. Uh, boosters are going to get tired of paying this money when they don't get results they want. That's from Pacifico by the pool. Uh, nice. Clearly, you are not in Oklahoma today if you're having a Pacifico by the pool. Looks like you're somewhere in Northeast Texas. If uh, that, well, is that is that the Pacifico by the pool guy that sent us the one on Friday, or is he still having a Pacifico by the pool today? I think it's uh, a lot like uh, Billy Madison's party, where they just pass out by the pool. You know, what a life! <laughs> Seriously, what a life! That's what I'm trying to. Someone also says, "Whoa, guys, okay," saying cocaine at the same time. We know what you guys do in Miami. Yeah, no wonder Teddy can't remember. What happened immediately after the 2000 national You know what I do in Miami? I typically uh, uh, have a couple of drinks, go to dinner, get all excited about going out, start to yawn, and then think, man, some room service and an early night sounds really good. Tomorrow we'll hit it hard. I am not coming to the defense of Muleshoe. The exact opposite, actually. I think the whole tampering business, he's not the only one doing it in college football, but he is the face right now of everything that's wrong with the sport. All I'm asking is this. Do you think he feels an incredible amount of pressure right now 
to be even more aggressive with the tampering and going after high-profile players in the transfer portal, realizing the roster that he inherited and the expectations, not in year two or year three, but in year one that have been placed upon him. I'm not trying to justify his actions at all. I'm just saying, is he going to be even more aggressive with it, with the unrealistic expectations created by one such as Colin Cowherd that exists around his program right now? Well, I think that um, I I think there's going to be a ton of pressure there. But I think all of this, I think this conversation all happened before he decided to go out there, right? Um, I I think that they offered him a a big salary to go out there, and before he did it, he said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna need." these type of resources, and I think all of that was in line before he ever made the agreement to go out there, which, you know, you can't just all the se- – like, he he showed up in December, and they had a huge NIL deal for Caleb Williams, which who, there's no doubt was um, tampering with Caleb Williams beforehand, right? Um I think all of this was like this is part of their plan. Like we're going to have the money behind it. Uh, we're going to set up the NIL stuff to get it done, and we're going to hit the transfer portal and recruiting and and be able to get it done. I think that was all part of it. Sure, three million dollars reportedly to uh, Jordan Addison plus a house. Don't get stuck on the three million dollars. I'm stuck on the house. People are saying, well. If this is true, he'll get paid more than a second-round pick. Do you realize what property taxes are in California? Mm -hmm. He may get paid more than Kenny Pickett, his old quarterback's getting paid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that old millionaire's tax out there, too, on income is, is, uh, is pretty brutal. The, the the three million they're really just giving him a house. The three million is just for the property taxes that he's going to have to pay on that on that free house. No doubt, no doubt. Um, Yeah, I don't know, but. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of pressure on Lincoln Riley out there. With with a lot of money comes a lot of pressure. And everyone also, like ESPN, everyone's wanting to pump it and and uh, you know, and, and dig in behind USC and talk them up and yeah, I I don't think there's there's any doubt that that he's feeling like, boy, we better really throw everything we got at this. What you get, you all, everyone, not everyone, but everyone nationally wanted to get the Pac-12 all back in this thing. Here's what you get. But with that being said, go Oregon. I I hope they dominate uh, (laughs) out there on the West Coast, at least in the Pac-12. All right. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on next. All right, you guys are lighting it up today on the Air Cover Solutions text line. Appreciate that. Uh, two requests. Keep it coming today. 405-651-3439. Request number two, be safe out there. Be weather aware. It's Teddy, it's really starting to fire up right now Yeah. around the Fairview area. So, uh, so seriously, uh, stay weather aware out there, but we appreciate you listening to us on a uh, severe weather Monday. Where's Fairview? 
It's over by it's by Enid. I don't know if it's south of Enid or e, it's over in the Enid okay. area somewhere. And you can get. I know you got a state of Oklahoma map that you carry in your wallet. Just get that bad boy out. I do. Tell us it's where it's called at. an iPhone. <laughs> Fair point. This is really cool. Uh, what, seven Sooners drafted over the weekends? Um, here was the call from the Denver Broncos to DeLaron Turner-Yale to tell him he got drafted. You'll love this. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Tell me about it. I like it. Probably the highlight uh, of this weekend, at least for me, when it's uh, – well, other than the, the Browns drafting every uh, yeah. OU draft player uh, eligible. They, I think they were upset that maybe we were going to change our, uh, our Browns broadcast. They have right? a mole in our Monday morning meetings yeah. that we're like, yeah, we're not the home of Browns fans anymore. Now I just got to figure out who the mole is inside mm-hmm. our Monday. I think it's Perry. Now, it's the Browns – uh, real quickly, I want to read this to you, and I want I want you to tell me what you take from it, okay? This is back to the – which I don't want to cut that short on, on DTY. I thought the draft no, was, was really cool. Um, this is a paragraph read from the ESPN article um, about Jordan Addison transferring. A source close to Addison said late Friday night that there – quote, no preordained destination for the receiver and that he could remain at Pittsburgh. The source said that Addison isn't looking for an NIL deal and any move would be tied to his professional development. Well, his professional development was just fine last year when he won the Bolitnikoff Award. Um, He did just fine last year at Pitt, right? Yes. I mean, he was voted on, Teddy, as the best wide receiver in, in college football. Okay. So. I'm going to read this again. It's crap like everything else. I'm going to read this again. The source said that Addison isn't looking for an NIL deal, and any move would be tied to his professional development. So when I read this, you know, buzzers started going off, red flags. This is the exact wording. Oh, yeah, it is. Of Caleb Williams. Carl's Jr. was saying, or Carl was saying that. This is the exact wording that was being put out by uh, sources close to Caleb Williams. Uh, you could, I could just change the name. Sources said that Williams isn't looking for an NIL deal and any move would be tied to his professional development, right? Sure. It's the exact Phrasing the exact line, and I don't think that we should be surprised when the exact same result happens here, man. That's right. That's what I'm telling you. Uh, it's I don't think that is coincidence at all. And you know, of course, how Cowherd is justifying it. I heard him is well. You know, I w- this is why the transfer portal exists. Can, can you blame the guy? I mean, his quarterback just went uh, in the twenties to to Pittsburgh. You know saying that he wants to go transfer with Caleb Williams now. Well, 
<laughs> what? So so we can just up and leave if the quarterback the year before gets drafted in the first round? So that that's what we want with the sport now. I thought okay. it was because he wanted to have a couple oh, cocktails. A couple cocktails at Herdberger. <laughs> in Hermosa on the, Beach. Great on the place. Patio. Family. Family spot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah. I don't know. It's frustrating. I get it. You know, here's the thing. We are – University of Oklahoma is lucky enough to be uh, – I believe a part of the haves, right? I think Oklahoma is, is is part of the the group out there that's good enough if they want to be able to really go out there and sift through transfer talent and pluck it if need be, right? I feel really bad for the have-nots, right? The Pittsburghs, the your your middle tier programs that man whenever you find a diamond in the rough it like it it's a game changer for your program this is what we need to to get us to where we can make a run and try and win the conference on a uh, a given year or two just like Pitt did last year yep right but this this is going to totally rob and uh, frankly this is 90% of college football sits in that in that category. Oh, I, maybe a little even north of that, man. I mean, yeah. seriously, in the grand scheme of things. And, w- and when I worry about the interest in college football dropping, maybe it's always going to stay high at Ohio State, Alabama, at OU. But if it does drop, maybe that's where we see it. Schools like yeah. Pitt, schools like Texas Tech, areas like God, that. Can you where it's, uh, just the frustration for, like, you want to be good, but don't be too good. Because if you're too good, don't recruit guys that have a chance of, of being really good because they're just going to leave. I mean, it, that's a frustrating spot to be in, man. I, I do, know. I do love that USC is quickly approaching the territory of most hated program in college football. Are they it's, really, or I th- are they, we still living in a bubble? You think that this is mirrored across the country? I um, I, I know that there's a lot of SEC schools, A and M, that operate in the gray area, but I, I feel like those fans, for the most part, like OU fans here, don't like the direction that college football is heading. So right. I think that they very much just, you know. Do not approve of, of what's going on at, at SC. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. But here's the other part of that. I do not believe that you can have a, a locker room of hand-plucked guys that are making uh, huge amounts of money, but the rest of the locker room's not making anything. That that seems like a seems like a, a, a really tough spot. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's overblown and it's not going to be a problem at all in a locker room. But I I I I've always felt and I, I feel the same way in the NBA. Whenever they, they try to do these Frankenstein teams, where you just go out there and you get a max. Russell Westbrook, a Max Anthony Davis, a Max LeBron James, and try and make it work. And oh, the, the Lakers are in shambles right now. They did win right. a title in that COVID year, but they're in shambles now. The Brooklyn Nets were an absolute joke this year. What they got swept in the first round. No, I, I feel confident in saying, and some you can call it a hot take if you want. That's fine, but write it down. I don't think this model will ever produce a national championship in college football. There, 
there's really nothing that can take the place of an organic team where the guys come in together as freshmen, spend four years together, are seniors, experienced, been through the grind, and know what it takes to go out there and get it done. I, I just I don't know that there's a replacement for that, but I I could be wrong. If you've got I enough money, I don't think money, so, man. I, I, I don't so. I don't think you can buy a title in college football. All right, quick timeout. We'll come back. Wrap up hour number one. Stay tuned. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bring you hour number one of the rush on this Monday. Text line, to be honest, guys, I still think OU is better off, even with Colin Cowherd singing his praises, saying Muleshoe uh, killed OU with this TBOW move. More seriously to me with what transpired today, I believe Muleshoe killed college football as we know it with the NCAA to, to come next. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah I totally believe uh, OU is better off. Absolutely no believe OU is better off. Um, there, there's not one thing that makes me think otherwise. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I will also say that I think USC is way better off too. I think that you know you can you can question the the way he's going about it, but I think that I think USC is is going to be moving in the right direction. Is it going to happen overnight? No, but they're they're going to be in. I'm not saying they're going to be better than OU or yeah, they're going to win a title. Be better. I just think that they're going to be better than what they've been recently. I'm fine with that. I, I think that that's true. Um, but I do wonder what kind of shape he's going to leave that place when he ultimately leaves it in about four or five years. And not that he took it over in great shapes for right. an eight season, but it could be a real disaster once he leaves it after all this going on. Yep. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two of The Rush is coming up next. Stay with us.